Hallelujah. What we have done in our house is that every time we eat, we observe how we feel. Because your body will tell you what you like and what it doesn't. Let's receive this. How many people love your pastor? Let me see. Him. Okay. Blow me a kiss and we'll just keep going. Praise the Lord. Now. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Man, pastor, things are just getting tighter and tighter and tighter. Oh, man, that's the truth. I mean, you just switch on your television set. And you listen to even what Fox News wants to give you, you know it's getting tighter and tighter and tighter. And some people are letting up now, you know, because we've got a new Speaker of the House, Mr. McCarthy, and you just think, praise the Lord, we can cruise it out now to the... You must be joking. Mr. McCarthy's not God. And in his position right now, he better know God. And I'm not talking just in name only. Because the things that did not attack him before he was Speaker of the House, the moment he received that gavel was the moment he became. Yeah? How many people understand these things? How many people watched it? I did. I lay in bed, kept Pastor Karn awake. Went on and on and on and on and on and on and on. Well, Pastor, you know what? I just, I need a church that just has good music and nice messages and a lovely sense of community. You'll get that here. But what you'll also get here is that in that message by the Spirit of the Lord are moments. Moments that literally are linked to prayers that you have prayed, even unconsciously, subconsciously, not unconscious. <laughs> I didn't even know I prayed that. I was so unconscious. Subconsciously. How many people will receive that word just there? So when you're speaking in an unknown tongue, who are you speaking to? Directly to God. Do you know what you're praying? So you could be praying about your personal situation. Somebody will come to you today and they'll say to you, did you pray about that today? And in English, you may not have prayed about it. And you know what? We're so human. We'll say, well, I, no, I didn't pray about that today. Now, I never want you to ever say that again. Because if you've prayed in other tongues and you've worked with the Spirit of the Lord, you really have no idea what you've covered. So your response should always be, by faith, I have prayed about all things that concern me. And He perfects that. How many people will receive that? That's not the, the this, what would you say, the big excuse for not possibly praying about things that you know. 
But I also believe that we can pray in a way with the Lord and work with the Lord about things. I mean, Carnals, we're always walking about our house. And I've told you this before. Sometimes we say to each other, what'd you say? And we weren't saying nothing to each other. We're just, you know, I know I'm not shallow man any. What'd you say? I, I wasn't speaking to you. <laughs> Amen. So, from this night forth, you're just going to keep just praying unto God, and if things come up that you know about in your, in your, in your spirit, in your knower, in your intellect, then lift that up too. But don't stay bound to things that you know. Oh, I'm just praying. I'm just praying over this debt. Lord, I lift all this debt. I mean... You knew enough to get you into debt. So if you're having to pray about it, then you don't know enough to get yourself out of it. I'll try over here. Come on, receive this. Was that okay to say that, or was that too difficult? I'm just, I'm just telling you how it is, because sometimes we just think, you know, I'm real tempted to go buy that ticket for that billion. You know that mega billion ball thing going on at the minute? I don't know. Did somebody claim it today? It was coming up there, and it, something said, like, you know, what you need to know if you win the billion. Well, after you get excited, your world is about to change. And very quickly, there are other people that are going to offer you their wisdom. And if you don't have any of your own, you're going to choose one of them. And if you haven't tapped into God's, then it's going to be any, meeny, many, mo. I, I speak this over you. Wisdom is coming in all areas. It didn't take much wisdom to get into debt, but it's going to take wisdom to get out of it. Okay. It's gone quiet. So if I don't know how to pray about the debt in English, then I have to pray about it in the way that God knows. And if I pray in other tongues, then I'm praying in the way that God knows best. Pray in the Spirit with me right now. You can do a Google and you can ask these questions. What is the best way to get out of debt? What is the number one way? What are the best ten ways? But what if, and I, I believe in all of that, and I believe that there are people that are anointed to teach that. But what if you prayed in the Spirit, prayed in other tongues? Now, this is not my message, just don't, don't take it off my time. What if you were to pray in the Spirit long enough that you heard something that you never heard before? Yeah. Now, you could hear something like this. Don't spend. Like, that could be epiphany. But I can tell you that there are a lot of people that would not think that that would be the word of the Lord. That if you're trying to get out of debt and the Lord came to you and said, number one, don't spend. 
I'm telling you, a few of us will be binding that <laughs> and continue on calling forth our harvest. <laughs> How many people understand what I'm saying? God could literally show up in your world and say, I don't want you to spend anything on anything else other than the necessities for the next six months. What would you do if he said that? And could you do it? I just want you to buy food. I just want you to put gas in the car, deal with any bills, expenses that come, but I don't want you using your money on anything else other than the necessities. I'm telling you, in six months' time, your world would be different just by one simple word from God that changed your life forever. Let's receive this tonight. Come on, pray in the Spirit with me. I know you don't have to take this tonight. I'm not even telling you to take it. I'm, I'm just being suggestive. No, Pastor, you're messing. No, I'm being suggestive. So something goes wrong with your body. You don't know how this has happened. And it didn't take any wisdom to get here. But it could take wisdom to get from here. And what if God showed up and he said, like he said with your finances, don't spend. And he shows up and he now speaks regarding your diet or intake of food. Not diet, I don't like that word. Lifestyle. And he says, no, I don't want you eating this, 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 this. I only want you to eat this. I bind it in the name of Jesus. I, that can't be God. I'm not coming off bread because he gave them manna in the wilderness. How do I know all of these arguments? I've used them. Every one of them. Every one of them. I've went every way, what, 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 what. And yet, you still do it, and you don't feel right. And so your body's telling you, you don't feel right. Well, it's just not you not feeling right. There's something making you feel not right. So you can look at me crazy if I, you know, say for a period of time, I'm not doing that. Oh, he's fanatical. He's on that. He's my God. There he goes. But you didn't hear what I heard. And I didn't hear what you heard. Come on. Y'all good? See, I don't believe that we need a fad diet. I don't. I don't believe you need to be sticking yourself with HCG and, and all of that. I, I don't believe it. I, I just believe that there's the wisdom of God. And if you work with the wisdom of God, He will tell you what to do and what not to do. 
Everybody speak this word, balance. Say that with me, balance. How many people likes that word? I like it because I believe that a lifestyle should be balanced. It shouldn't go from ditch to ditch. It shouldn't be all vague in one moment and all carnivore the next. Because we're not supposed to swing with pendulums. Because you can't tell me that God told you to go vegan, and then one year later God tells you to go carnivore. That was not God. That was you searching for something that could help you in your moment. That okay? It's the same with finances. I haven't even touched the scripture, forgive me. It's the same with finances. If I knew it was going to be a pep, you know, a talk, I thought I was coming to your prayer meeting. This is a lot of prayer. And I can tell you there's a lot of prayer that goes on for you. But I tell you, there's been a lot of people prayed for over the years that have died because they did not connect with the prayer that was being prayed. Hallelujah. Now, when you pray and you think about the prayers that you have prayed in English, use me, and then God starts to use you, and it's not in the way that you thought you were going to be used. How many people have ever had that? And then the next thing, you just feel like you're up the, you know, the, the river without a paddle. I mean, something's moving me, but it's not me. Beware of what you pray. But if things start to shift in your life and changes start to happen in your life and you're praying in other tongues, you have to understand that someone greater than you is at work. And you're not even conscious of the fact that you're actually praying it. And that's why when God begins to move and show up in your life, you can immediately start to resist it. I had a friend who used to laugh at Pastor Karn. We would laugh and laugh and laugh. And he, he would drink Coke, eat Tutti Fruities, take as much salt as you could. And you know what? They're finding that Praise the Lord. Salt's not as bad as what they thought. But I tell you, everything that Karn wouldn't do, he did. And he died in his early 50s. And Karn's still here. How many people wants to live long, live strong? Come on, let's celebrate that right now. Come on, God saw your hand. If you don't want to live long, just keep your hand down. Just keep your hand down. God will honor it. <laughs> God will honor it. Just shout it out. I'm going to live long. In the land which the Lord my God has given me. And I thank him like you're 105. <laughs> thank him like you're 105. And you're as agile as an old billy goat. Come on, everybody. Come on. You're like the Ibex, able to hold on to the high places. Shut it out. I delight myself in the Lord, and I hold on to the high places in the name of Jesus. 
Now, the thing is, the wrong mentality of this is for you to change your diet just to lose weight. Because if that's the motivation, welcome to yo-yo world. You change in accordance to wisdom so that your health, beloved, I wish above all things that Dias may be in do you prosper and be in even as your so what is that saying that it is all according to how your soul is and you can say I don't believe a word of that man oh my goodness I've wasted my night do you know what in the last 25 minutes you might have heard something that might actually keep you out of an early grave how many people receive that just, just like that. So, well, I didn't come to a food seminar. It's not a food seminar. You came to a wisdom seminar. Lifestyle. Lifestyle. And I'm just saying you can't have a, a piece of something that you fancy. I'm just saying do what the Lord tells you. And if you're all about it and the way that you eat, does you no harm and all of those different things and you're just thriving like an old rook then you keep working with the wisdom of God but if your body doesn't feel right or when you eat something and your body doesn't feel right you must take stock of that because if you ignore that eventually it will cause disease. You did not heed the warning sign years ago. I'm not talking about overnight. Years ago. You know, I just don't feel like I don't I don't feel right when I eat that rice pudding. And we keep pushing it in because there's nothing like mama's pudding. And if I don't eat mama's pudding, I'm telling you she's gonna be offended. That's how we live, right? When you go over to the folks' houses, you've got to eat everything that they've always cooked you. And one of these days, you're going to show up at the folks' houses and say, don't bother. Very quiet in here. This is a pastor that loves you. And I'm, I'm, I'm excited about doing life with you. And I'm not looking to go to the cemetery with you. I'm looking to be with you right here. I want to celebrate your children's marriages. I want to celebrate your children's, you know, children. Come on, everybody. How many people give me the awesome privilege of that? By sticking around. Hallelujah. Come on. Speak to your body right now. Say, everything work. Come on, say it like you mean it by faith. It's just, it's just not a confession. So I want, to, I want to take a look at this word, acts. You ready for this? It's a helpful, helpful acronym to remember how to pray. So A, let's just write in there then, adoration. I love this word, adoration. This is me. I'll be done in a few minutes. This won't take long. This is my part right now. 
Adoration and adoration of the Lord is the simple act of humility. That I humble myself before the mighty hand of God and know that I'm nothing without Him. That I'm everything that He makes me to be and that my future truly is in His hands. Carlos, you want to jump up there and play for me, please? Or play for the Lord. In Proverbs 22, 4, it says this. I want you to take this scripture down. I just don't want you listening. It says this. The reward for humility and fear of the Lord is riches and honor and life. Now, that's a great scripture. Based on everything that I've just said for the last 25 minutes, I can tell you that everything that I have just spoken to you, I live. Yeah, we splurge at times. My goodness, we come out of December. Lord, I thought they were going to charge me extra getting on that airplane. <laughs> Coming home to America. All that Irish food, all that, you know. But you know what? I knew enough is enough. And I knew that when I was doing certain things over Christmas... That there was a day coming at the beginning of January that I was going to take a knife to it. I'm good like that. I'm very good at telling myself, you're not doing it anymore. I declare that over you. That you are good like that. Say this with me, self-control. Self-control. I'm going to say that again. Say this, I am... So good, so good at working with self-control. At working with self-control. Yeah. Isn't that amazing? But we're not looking for that diet. We're looking for health. There were things I ate over Christmas, and I knew how they made me feel before, but you know what? I fooled myself. I said, oh, I tell you, I feel good right now. I tell you, everything feels great right now. I mean, I feel great right now. And the moment I ate it, No, I didn't tell anybody. <laughs> because the moment I'd have told Pastor Carnes, she'd be like, I told you not to eat it. <laughs> She's so disciplined. She's like, she can nearly take a bite of a chocolate and just move on. I'm like, give me the box. <laughs> give me the box. We've had a box of Irish chocolates in our car since we came home from Ireland. I keep looking at that box of chocolates. And I said, Lord, you haven't told me to give that to anybody yet. It must be for me. (laughs) Even last night we were dinner with friends and I thought, Father, is this box of chocolates for for these people? And uh, I didn't hear him say yes. Come on, you have to laugh at it, guys, because we're all in the same boat. Every single one of us, except Pastor Karen, but every single one of us. I mean, my Lord. I mean, she's buying clothes that Thimbalina wouldn't even get into. I mean, it's like she can put her two legs in my one leg. But we're going to make it. So we are coming before the mighty hand of God. We set ourselves in a place of humility and adoration. And the reward of humility, Scripture tells us, Proverbs 22, 4, 
The reward for humility and the fear of the Lord is riches and honor and life. I receive it. I receive riches. I receive, come on, honor. And I receive life. Proverbs 29, 23 says this. One's pride will bring him low. But he who is lowly in spirit will obtain honor. Do you remember two, three weeks ago? I said to you, by the Spirit, honor's coming back to the church. How many people can remember that? Honor's coming back to the body of Christ. Listen to where we are tonight. And that adoration, I'm telling you, there's such respect. Because Proverbs 15.33 says it like this. The fear of the Lord is instruction and wisdom and humility comes before honor. Humility comes before honor. Isn't this beautiful? In Proverbs 28, 14, it simply says this. Blessed is the one who fears the Lord always, but whoever hardens his heart will fall into calamity. You see, I used to really preach hard. In the early days, I would preach so hard on Hosea 4, 6. People didn't like it. I'm telling you, I, I would be good, you know, as, you know, I, I, I would say, you know, you're destroyed for the lack of knowledge. And people could accept that part, but they didn't like the second part. Or because you have rejected it. Ouch! See, that, that gets me like it gets you. Because I can live with an excuse. Like I'm destroyed for the lack of knowledge. I mean, if I don't have knowledge, then really, you know what? Big disclaimer. But why did he have to add in the second part? My God, have a heart. Because he knew that when we would hear, some of us automatically would reject it. I'm going to say that again. That when we would hear knowledge that we need, he knew that some would reject it, reject it. And he says, you're not only destroyed because you have no knowledge, but you're destroyed because you reject the knowledge that I am trying to get you. And I declare over this great people, we will never be destroyed for the lack of knowledge. Because if you ask God for bread, he is not going to give you a stone. And if you ask him for the pathway of life, he's not going to reward you with hardships. He gave you a body, and that body became the temple of the Holy Spirit. And this body, praise the Lord, infused by the Spirit of the Lord and the wisdom of God, regardless of generational things. I'll say that again. Regardless of generational things, remember, my father died of a heart attack at 46. What the enemy kept telling me, kept telling my sister, you know, when we came up to, the, to 45, 46, 47, every one of us said, well, we made it past 46. Because every one of us, even me and God, was like, it's 46. You know, if this is a generational thing, then you know what? We're, we're in the zone. Mm -mm. Sure. Remember, I don't know, a year and a half, two years ago, I went and got that test done. Uh, the calcium score. And it was zero. Arteries were completely clear. So what does that do? It gives me knowledge. Doesn't mean that I can just go out and live whatever way I want to live. But what it does is it sets me up for success. 
It means now when the enemy comes and I have a tightness in my chest that could be indigestion, right? I don't buy the lie from the enemy that generationally you're the hit man. You're being hit. No, I can lift up my voice and say, no. Every generational whatever has been destroyed off my life. I'm telling you, generational curses and generational things hit the wall of the blood. It runs into the wall of the blood. And I know that you say, this is, this is just extreme teaching and, and it's folly. No, it's not. Because I choose to live. And if there's something wrong with my wiring, guess what? God can fix it. And if there's something that I'm not supposed to eat or there's places that I'm not supposed to go, or if I'm not supposed to bungee jump. I mean, I'd love to have bungee jumped, but Karen Brady would never, she would never. Says, Paul Brady, you're never going to do it. You're not going to do it. I bind that Jezebelic spirit in the name of Jesus. But what she's saying is, I don't want to be a widow. We're not going to have nothing and we're not going to give anything, no room to the enemy. <laughs> now you bungee if you want. I mean, go ahead, knock yourself out. That was a joke. Give yourself bulging eyes. Damn, my God, I mean, this church is so boring. So boring. Can't even bungee jump. Can't even, can't even, just can't even have, you can't even have a good buffet at the Golden Corral. <laughs> Went quieter in here. <laughs> if you loved your body, you would not eat there. If you had any respect for the temple of the Holy Spirit, you would not eat there. Moving right along. Say, oh, that was a step too far, Pastor. And I had us all booked in. I added the Golden Corral once and only once. Because when we came to America, and there was a group of about nine men, and they said to me, they said, we're going to take you for a, a buffet. Well, I didn't know. I'm just, I mean, I'm just like an astronaut moving in from whatever. And they said, we're going to the Golden Corral. And they said it was nine something or whatever. Like, I'm like, praise the Lord. This is a steal. Nine man, nine nines or what? We're going to eat, you know, plus a little tip for nothing more than a hundred bucks. This is a deal, guys. Well, I ate it the once. And I vowed a buy. Because I tell you, anyway, <laughs> if that's your favorite place, forgive me. Forgive me. Anybody still love me? I should have received the tithes and offerings before that <laughs> statement. But, but you, but, but you can. It's like. All that stuff I had with my digestion and going on with my digestion. You no idea how 
I thought terrorized me. I remember going to Don Colbert. I was so ill with that digestion thing. And Don Colbert looked at me and he says, you know, you're allergic to chicken. Chicken was the only thing I ate. I had chicken. He says, you're allergic to chicken. Oh, I was already irked at him because he was telling me all this stuff. And of course, I went in with my faith confession. And I went into Don Colbert, you know, Pastor Co our, doc our brother Copeland's uh, doctor. And we went in there and I thought I was great just going to Dr. Colbert. I could tell everybody I went to Dr. Colbert. And I thought that that would get me at least a step up. I went to Dr. I go to Dr. Colbert. <laughs> I didn't go to Dr. Colbert so that I could tell everybody I went to Dr. Colbert. I was ill and my wife really was like, you're going to see him. There's something wrong. Every time I'd eat something, I'd get this flushing thing around my system. Like, and I would buzz for, for hours after food. Literally buzz. Oh, buzzing. I didn't know why I would buzz like that. Has anybody buzzed after food? We can help you. <laughs> we can sort out that buzz. And we were there and we were going to Disney. I know, don't, don't, don't be shutting me down. We were going to Disney. That one, that's when Mickey was a nice mouse. got myself into real trouble tonight. <laughs> and we went to Disney and Dr. Colbert told me, he says, for the th next three days, I said, I'm at Disney for the next three days. He says, for the next three days at Disney, you're going to eat nothing but lettuce. <laughs> the happiest place on earth and all I got to eat was lettuce. Well, I did it. And it was hellish. <laughs> you go to Disney and try eating lettuce for three days. Nothing but lettuce. Now I would see everybody with those, I'm telling you, those suckers looked larger than what they ever wear. They were twice the size. <laughs> but you know what? I was so sick, truly, without any joke. I was so sick, I didn't care. And I'm telling you, he was able to, to bring healing to my gut. That was the beginning. The journey. And periodically over the years, God has brought people into my life that's been able to help me. And I pray that over you tonight yes. in the name of Jesus. Just receive it. God bringing people, this is the second time in a week I've spoke about God bringing people into your life to help you. Shut it out. I receive all the help that I can get. The second letter is C, and it's really confession. And it says this in Proverbs 28, 13. Whoever conceals his transgressions will not prosper, but he who confesses and forsakes them will obtain mercy. This is all prayer. In Proverbs 3, 7, it's basically, be not wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord 
and turn away from evil. It will be healing to your flesh and refreshment to your bones. Isn't that good? A-C-T. T is just simply thanksgiving. Proverbs 2, verse 6. We always must recognize the source of all good. And it's Almighty God Himself. In Proverbs 2, 6, it says, For the Lord gives wisdom. From His mouth comes knowledge and understanding. And this Thanksgiving, we have to get to the place of rest. I'm always walking about. Just always walking about. <sighs> Is there something not right? There's just something not right. And I'm asking you and imploring you, it's time to pray in other tongues. It's time to pray in other tongues. Get the answers. Even fast today. You know, they tell us that you can reset your system in 36 hours just by fasting. You even put a little bit of lemon in water and drink water for 24 hours a day. You can actually relieve yourself of bloating and pressure. So they tell us. It's worth a try. To hear the Lord. And ask a supplication. In other words, we've got to seek Him. We've got to speak to Him. We've got to bring those requests before Him. Proverbs 30, verse 7 and 8 says, There's two things I ask of you. Deny them not to me before I die. Remove far from me falsehood and lying. Give me neither poverty nor riches. Feed me with the food that is needful for me. It's not a great prayer. Feed me with the food that is needful for me. We've got to seek his favor, Proverbs 12, 2. A good man obtains favor from the Lord. And the end of it, we need those answers. Proverbs 16, verse 1. The plans of the heart belong to man, but the answer of the tongue is from the Lord. Do you know, guys, over all these years, I've heard things come right out of my spirit. My own tongue speaking out answers to me. And because I spent so much time praying in other tongues, I heard coming out of my mouth things that I needed to know. You know, at first, you maybe not recognize it, but the longer you work like this, the longer you pray like this, the longer you operate like this, the more you will become to know His voice. The Lord is our shepherd. We shall not want. He makes us lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. Oh, He causes me to take those paths of righteousness. For His name's sake. He causes me to sit in the presence of enemies. A table spread before me. Wow. With the bounty and the fare of heaven. Tonight, don't get offended at this pastor that loves you. You don't need any of it, what I said tonight. Ditch it. 
get rid of it. Just laugh at me. Say, what is Pastor Paul? But there might be one person like tonight when I heard that before I came out here. Don't run. Resist and face the enemy. And I come in here and I knew, I knew folks, some folks were struggling. And the Lord was able to speak straight into it. He's such a great God. Man doesn't need to tell you. God will tell you. And God will help you. And God will help you. And some of these changes, they may be hard, hard at the start because you're used to doing things a certain way. But I can tell you, practice makes perfect. Pray in the Spirit with me just a couple of minutes, just as we go home. Let's seal this in the Spirit. Let's seal this in the Spirit. Mark chapter 4 says that they received the Word with gladness. We're not having this Word stolen out of us tonight. I, I know it's gone 8.30. You've been very patient. We've been here an hour and a half. But this might have been an hour and a half that had the power to change your life. Truly. Might have had the power to change your life. You know, this trainer that I talked to you about on Sunday that the Lord brought into my life. You know, he's very straight with me. I remember one day, uh, uh, you know, was in there and he said, uh, did you do what I told you to do? And I was kind of like flummoxed momentarily because I, I'm not used to people talking to me like that. <laughs> Except Pastor Karn. <laughs> and he looked at me and he says, did you do what I told you to do? And I was just ready just to, you know, do your thing. Come on, do your thing. And he said, did you do what I told you to do? And I, 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 I just felt like a little boy. But it was a moment of growing up. Because he looked at me and he says, you know, Paul, I can do everything you want me to do in this room. Everything that you have in your mind for me to do for you. But unless you go and do what it is that I know is going to help you, and that you do it, and you do it, and you do it, and you do it every day, he says, you're just coming back to me for a fix. And I said, okay, go ahead, do your thing. But that's how real it was. That's why I, I don't like fad diets. I don't, I don't like all that fatty stuff. Because it causes the pendulum to swing so far each direction. And when you, when you dwell on that diet thing, it, it, it's a miserable path that you, that you don't want to walk. But when you make a choice for life, Come on, say it with me tonight. I make a choice for life. Say it one more time. I make a choice for life. Where do you see what happens now? You make a choice tonight. 
that in 2023, your finances are going to come on the right side of that line. Come on, that's a great. Come on, just give me a couple more minutes. Your children's fine. They've got, they've got good, good ministers out there. And the youthful are celebrating because we didn't go short tonight. They wanted as much time. Jeremy is like, give me as much time as... Say this. I believe, I believe. that tonight, tonight was a game changer. How many people receive this for me right now? Come on, begin to thank the Lord. Thank the Lord. I know it was different, but thank Him. Thank Him. Thank Him. Thank Him. I believe with all my heart, it's because of the Lord I'm still alive. I, I believe He gave me a good wife. He's put good people in my, in my, in my, my life. But this year, I believe financially, you're coming on the right side of that line. I, I know, I know that's just to some. Other people are well over that line. But for some people, let's start. You're coming over that line. You're coming from the red into the black. I'm on. Agree with somebody beside you. You're coming from the red into the black. Amen. I give you scriptures tonight. That wise counsel of the Holy Spirit. Oh, Pastor, I'm praying, I'm praying, I'm praying, I'm praying. No, no, no. What are you praying about? I'm going to pray in other tongues. I'm going to pray in the Spirit. I'm going to yield myself to the Father. I'm going to come in adoration. I'm going to bring my confession. I'm going to bring that thanksgiving. And I'm going to offer up that supplication. Seek. I'm going to see answers this year. In the name of Jesus. Because the folly of a human is this. That we constantly think that that will never happen to us. That bad thing. And unfortunately, one day, it comes knocking at your door. Well, I bind that spirit of infirmity in the name of Jesus. Come on, say it with me. I bind it in the name of Jesus. It can't get, I'm Bokolosa, Rasa. It can't get on you unless you lift up a vacancy card. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. Every tongue that rises against me, I shall show to be in the wrong. And I'm going to live long and I'm going to live strong in the name of Jesus. And if there's illness on your body, it's getting off it. Come on, it's getting off it. In the name of Jesus. And wisdom's coming to your house. I said wisdom's coming to your house. I'll say it again. Wisdom is coming to your house. This... Trina that I'm going to is help people stay off the, the operating table. But he's tight. And he, did you do what I did? Come on, let's give on to the Lord tonight. So you know what that means. We believe in the tithe. It's not one month and then miss two. Is we believe in the tithe. And so we are consistent tithers. Come on, everybody. I know you have a choice tonight, what you do with your time. But I believe with all my heart that this was some of the best time that you've spent 
this week so far. In the name of Jesus.